When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. Today, all about Sky Sports Fantasy Football. There is £50,000 up for grabs for the winner. Uh, congratulations to those who followed our Chris Wood tip last week. 52 points for those who captained him. That's an Antonio against Norwich moment. Um, not in either of our teams, um, is in FPL, but that's for a different video and podcast. Um, my name is Joe and joining me ahead of Game Week 34's Fixtures and Sky is Luke. Luke, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, Joe. Um, it was a, a bit of a rough week for my team because it didn't have an Acho in it. Um, slowly slipping down the leaderboard as a result. Um, but it wasn't too bad. I think I got 50 points in the end. And, um, you know, we've all got a sort of a nucleus of about 16, 17 players between us. So I don't think there was too much shifting either way. Um, and the captains, again, a little bit of a letdown. But I think we're all in that position now where these last few weeks and um, uh, we're sort of conserving our transfers, if you've got any, for for that period and then also we've obviously got fixtures that aren't quite arranged yet so um yeah gains to be made in the next few weeks possibly yeah so i, I mean i i had a better, better week because I, I had ian acho and uh, a few others so I'll, I'll talk about in a bit but um i'm 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 adopting a beige upside chasing method that i've been doing in fpl where going for players that are a little bit different whilst at the same time not shunning the likes of Kane and Salah, who everyone owns. So keeping the shields and going a bit different and going for the likes of, say, Ian Acho um, and um, uh, looking looking at, um, you know, the likes of Mason Mount, for example, is in my team. So going a bit different over Aspilicueta, those sorts of moves yep. rather than anything bold. Um, but yeah, Chris Wood actually fits into my strategy there. That's why I have him in FPL, but not in Sky. So I am slightly kicking myself but at the same time you know there was a decision to be made there I was available to make it and um, you know I had I've only got three transfers left now so did I want to make that move did, could I have predicted that size of haul for Chris Wood no, no I don't think so no. No. I, I thought he was yeah. he was good for a goal but not three and an assist <laughs> no I had so limited transfers I, I couldn't really do it but it's more to do with the fact that I've got Kane, Calvert-Lewin and Salah and because I know yeah. Calvert-Lewin's been dreadful but because he's got these extra games still hanging yeah. over it just made no sense to remove him if I if I didn't have him um, or you know it wasn't needed um, it was the right entry point to do it and yeah to get a hat trick that's absolutely mad yeah. but it's still a, you know and this is going to be my answer so I think we're probably going to get a lot of questions around this should I bring this player should I bring that player in with Chris Wood because he had those extra um, the extra games, uh, depending on when you, you put him in, and then obviously the single match day. But more importantly, your um, his fixtures are good enough to hold him to the yeah. end of the season. And for me, that is what should always be in the back of your mind now. If we're bringing in a player, um, yeah, you might like him for this little run or a, or a single captain day. But if you don't like his fixtures for the remaining two or three games or you don't want to hold him, I seriously wouldn't be looking at it personally. No, I mean, but he is, he is, as you said, he has got good fixtures and also and he is a, a, he is a um, single match day captain mm. that won't be, that will be low owned. 
Um, mm. So if you have already got him in, great. I don't think it's the case of it's too late. It's not points chasing at all. As you said, there's reason to get him in from now. No, no ideally you did it the other week, but you can still do it now. And there's, when you look at these individual match days that we're probably going to get, which are a bit horrific, I'll, I'll save it to the questions. Um, yeah. But, you know, there, there's people who are thinking, you know, should I get X player? But again, the overriding mantra will be, do you want them from now to the end of the season, yeah. really? Um, and for those guys, maybe not as much as would. No. Um, let's have a look at the latest Tier 2 and Man of the Match stars for the week. Uh, Man of the Match, uh, Luke Shaw, who is statistically, I believe, the best attacking defender in, in Europe. Nay the world, <laughs> nay the universe. Or certainly in Manchester. Uh, Mason Mount, Man of the Match. I was pleased about that. Pereira, that's the West Brom one. Uh, Ian Acho, um, Chris Wood, obviously. <laughs> Um, and Richarlison, which is interesting, especially with Everton's fixtures coming up. And Richarlison being slightly better at the moment than Calvert-Lewin. Um, passing tier two, the Leicester defenders. So um, I know you've got Sionchu. If you've got Leicester defenders, well done. Um, Alexander-Arnold. Um, Lewis Dunk. If you kept hold of Lewis Dunk, just keep him. Because he's a five point to ten point a week man. Um, and hold, Rob Holding. Um, and notice that David Luiz is back in training. So this yeah. could be the end of Rob Holding. Um, yeah. Which it could be handy because it coincides with Leeds fixtures getting good. And they've got a certain Mr. Dallas, who's rather good. Uh, tackles tier two, Luke Dean, Ailing, Liverpool defenders, basically, uh, Kabak and Robertson. And Tielemans, uh, who's you know, languishing my B team. Um, and I, I'm quite enjoying having him. He's always good to good to have in this team. He, I, I have an assist imminent table on Fancy Football Scout. Um, he is top of that at the moment. He is underperforming um, in terms of his chance creation at the moment. He should have been getting assists. So that indicates in good fixtures he will. Um, you know he's going to get a penalty before the season's out when Vardy yeah, goes off in the last yeah, few minutes for the FA yeah. Cup final. It's, it's happened so many times. So he'll get probably one haul at least before yeah, the season's out yeah, as a result good, of that at the moment. Good for a haul there. Um, saves tier two. Dubravka, uh, Newcastle's form is improving. Uh, Fabianski and Johnston there. And shots tier two. Chris Wood, as you would expect. Mason Greenwood, still an alternative to Bruno there. Uh, Firmino, I'm not sure many people will go for him. And uh, Mason Mount. Um, so thank you, Mason, uh, for, for helping me move up the rankings a little a little bit. Um, so um, let's have a look at your team. Uh, let me get it here. Um, I'll find it. There we go. Um, so we've got your team here. So for the benefit of those listening to the podcast version, you've got Martinez... Aspilicueta, Sionchu, Diaz, Saka, Fernandez, Bowen and Rafina, Kane, Calvert-Lewin and Salah. So you've got a lot of um, you know, players that are well-owned, but you do have some differentials there. Um, for example, not having Ian Acho, if Leicester keep a clean sheet and Ian Acho doesn't score... Yeah, that's not a great differential no. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a big if for that one. But Saka, yeah. Saka, Bowen, you know. Yeah. Well, again, my thought process was... I can't, I can't bring in the same players as everyone else now. I need to take a few punts because these are my last few transfers I'm using and, and I've got to keep them to the season end. I talked about it last week. I, I would have preferred holding over Saka and holding has outscored Saka as I expected. But now Louise is back. Would that cause me another issue for a transfer I don't, I don't want to use? So uh, that's why I went Saka. Unfortunately, it's not worked out so far. Bowen's been okay. I mean, he's done pretty good in the matches he's played. Um, obviously not last week, but he's been close to Lingard since I got him. So that's not a problem really. Uh, Rafinha is annoying now with his injury, but 
given how good Leeds fixtures are to the end of the season and still not 100% mm. sure when he's likely to come back. Um, well, the news just now was that he is at the end stage of his recovery. Right. He's, he's definitely out for the next fixture. Okay. But the right. indication is that he's probably back after that, uh, which does okay. coincide with Leeds' run getting even better. Um, mm. So that's uh, one to one. It's there. one of those ones that could cost you. That's it, isn't it? You mm. could remove him now and maybe get yeah. one or two extra fixtures, maybe even three. And even in that case scenario, Rafinha seems to be that good and the games are that good that Rafinha could still bite back and yeah. end up scoring similarly. Um, you know, unless you're missing out on a, you know, a really, you know, you haven't got Kane, for example, and you could do Rafinha as a Kane. Fair enough. That's mm. probably going to result in some points. But I don't think there's too many other options. And um, there's a lot of teams uncertain at the moment uh, in terms of their starting lineup, like our reliable Chelsea's and Man mm. City defenders, for example. So it's, it's a tough one. For me, I'll be keeping him unless there's any other news. Um, but yeah, I've got 11 different players from, from 11 different teams. Yeah. So I'm hopefully not going to suffer too much with the upcoming fixtures um, and that was generally the plan here just to get a nice spread and and sort of with the lack of transfers I didn't really think I had much of an option rather than double down like we did earlier in the season with um, you know multiple City or, or multiple Chelsea but given the option I would have probably got Chris Wood and I would have got one or two Leicester maybe yeah. um, problem is we, we sort of go on these um, these periods in time where, where things flip very quickly mm. in terms of which is the best position so, like, defenders are suddenly really key when Man City were keeping clean sheets and Chelsea were there. Then we suddenly had midfielders roaring back when we had all sorts of Lingard came in, Rafinha, Fernandez was in form. And then for, and forwards have been dreadful of late. But then with Iniacho's rise, Salah and Kane have been chipping away more than they were before. Salah, in particular, wasn't scoring at all for a while. Um, and then you've got Chris Wood come in and, and stuff like that. So, suddenly forwards are looking, like, reasonable again. Um, and even if Rafinha's out, you'd probably want Banford for the remaining mm. fixtures, I would suggest. So... Um, yeah, it's funny how it changes, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would, I'd like five sli- striker slot, slots at the moment. Um, that would be great. Um, and with Rafina as well, um, looking at, it's just, as you said, it's just one of those moves where if you're down to two or three transfers, you know, to be honest, I've been in a position before, you know, the end of the season with two or three transfers left. And if a player gets injured, just sort of leave it, especially if they're a cheaper one, and just go in with 10 players. Um, and I've, I've done that before. I think I remember getting a Manchester United defender who was, you know, one of those four million ones um, and just riding it really. And it was quite, I was quite pleased with that. Um, the other thing about, about this stage of the season with injuries is as we're getting, you know, less games, if they're serious, the injury, they're not, they're going to be ruled out for the season. They're just going to get them recuperate from now. Um, that's the way it's going to be. They're not going to rush Rafina back for the last match if they're, you know, mid table. There's nothing. But the fact that they, they, they think he's going to be back soon indicates that he will be. It is minor. An example would be Harvey Barnes, obviously, out again for surgery, ruled yeah. out for the season. That's the way it is. Um, so I've, I've, I've hope. I've hope with um, with Rafinha. Yeah, I just, I just want to touch on that note, actually, mm. because we did, I did say I, w- I wasn't going to go for Iñacho for the reason that he, you know potentially he's not mm. nailed now. Obviously, now that Barnes injury and, and his form has just continued to go up. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously nailed at the moment, isn't he? I don't think there's any chance they could be dropping him no. the way he's playing. And, and now Barnes is definitely out. That's fine. But, you know, at the time when the initial thought was to go with him, I don't think it's a particularly bad call because Sky is a game where it can burn you if you jump on these kind yeah. of players that don't often play all the time. I mean, everything in history about since he's been at Leicester tells us that he doesn't play. So I think if you avoid them more often than not, over the course of many seasons, it will actually be up on the deal. This was obviously an example where it didn't work out that way. Um, but again, we'll have a similar situation next season where a striker might come from nowhere. 
uh, maybe a Vidra, for example, look good for a little while. Yeah. And then, um, and then you know, things will revert or, or the injury and someone will come back and suddenly you've wasted a transfer to bring him in, a transfer to take him out. Um, you know, when you haven't got any bench, it's not really the way to go, I think. But, you know, in hindsight yeah. now, given how well Ignacio's played and then the Barnes thing definitely would have gone for him. Yeah, it's I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> I've, got, I've got three transfers left. Everyone is crucial at the moment. So I'm not planning any at the moment. But obviously when the fixtures come out, which we're all waiting for, for the for the end of May, that's when I'll look at that. Um, if I'm covered for them, if they come out now and I'm covered for them, then I don't see why I wouldn't get Chris Wood in because he's good for the duration. He does cover me for the single captains. And if there's single single days, I think Southampton and Palace might be where I'm lacking. But we're, we're going to come to that. I know with the questions yeah. a bit a bit later. Um, so here's my team. So I'm, I'm I've gone up a hundred places. So I was outside the five hundred. I'm now just outside the top four hundred got three transfers left though um, and there's there's a few with a, 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 around me who've got a few more transfers so I've got Martinez in goal Rob Holding Alexander-Arnold and Sion Chu. so all all of them got me returns all of those defenders um, Lingard Mason Mount who got 10 points um, Fernandez blanked Rafinha obviously didn't play Kane obviously didn't play but decided to keep him Ian Acho there's, there's the big difference there 26 points and then Salah Obviously, 18 points, who's well-owned. So, yeah, the key differences for me over those around me, around the 400, 500 mark, was um, making sure I got Ian Acho and a Leicester player. So those that haven't doubled up or tripled up on Leicester have missed out. But, yeah, Mason Mount, just a few more points over Aspilicueta, just a little bit more. He's one of those moves I sort of wish I'd done a bit earlier, really, those kind of moves. And same rationale where you've got Jared Bowen in. Um so, um, yeah, no plans, <laughs> no I, changes. I'm a little bit worried about Aspilicueta this week, actually. Mm. I know there's, a, there's a, a, a little break. I think it's um, maybe four days after this fixture uh, yeah. versus Fulham until they play again. But he's played right wing back now two in a row. He's getting on a bit and then they're probably going to want him right wing back again versus PSG. Yeah. So that'd be three games, well, four games in a row, three of them at right wing back. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, yeah. I don't think he'll play versus Fulham. I mean, he might do. But you could just play in the Saturday. In no, the, and that, the, there was another rationale why I got Mason Mountain was because he he does tend to play at some point, and I'll take Mason Mount last twenty minutes mm. over um, you know any other you know Chelsea defender for example. Twenty minutes is going to be no good to me, but Mason Mount in twenty minutes. But I hope he'll start, and he does seem to be the most regular starter. You know, Havertz, Werner, mm. perhaps better Pulisic, you know, better potential point scorers, but they can't score if they're not on the pitch. Well, I also think that he makes such a big difference to them that they mm. almost have to bring him on for the last 20 yeah. minutes if he doesn't start most of the time. Um, yeah, Chelsea, it just makes sense, doesn't it? In between two Champions League yeah. games, home Fulham, I know they're still going for the top four and Fulham are fighting for their lives, mm. but Fulham can't really score. It feels like they could just cruise to a to a nil-nil or one-nil win there if they want to bring Mount on the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Rudiger's played about six or seven games in a row seven as well. Now, so yeah. Is it seven? Is it yeah. okay? So I wouldn't be surprised there's a little bit of rotation there. Um, I mean, we're going to get to captains in a bit. Luckily, we get to see the Man City lineup, So I yeah. think that's probably where most people will go. You say most. <laughs> I've got my team on the screen here. I don't have any Man City. I don't plan to have any Man City. So, Ooh, okay. so I am going to take a bit of a risk. So yeah, we'll come to those fixtures as well now. It's a good time to do that. So look at this, look at captains. Um, Friday, 30th of April, Southampton against Leicester. Um, you're a Leicester player, whichever one you've got. 
for me, I'm going to go for Iheanacho. Um, if you've got Vardy, if you've got Sionchu, just whoever it is. If you've got Castagna, captain him, I would imagine. Yeah. Don't, don't captain Vestergaard that day. No, 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 I wouldn't do that, no. I think Iheanacho is the standout one here. Yeah. Obviously, Southampton are um, very leaky. And of La- Southampton have got this habit. I mean, they've changed around the way they mm. play quite a bit. But I'd be... I don't, I don't think Leicester will get passing bow in this one, or it might be because it depends, if they play a back three, they've always got a chance of getting it. Um, but Southampton are very high energy and press the front, press yeah. the defenders, don't they? So I'm not sure. Basically, what I'm saying is if you've got Madison, Ignacio defenders and everything, I mean, I don't think many people need this advice. They'll be going Ignacio anyway, I would have thought, yeah. and he's probably yeah. the standout. This is the tricky day. Well, certainly tricky for me. Um, Saturday, 1st of May, uh, Crystal Palace against Man City. We get to see the lineup, which is crucial for Man City at the moment. Sandwiched between two Champions League ties. Then Brighton against Leeds, Chelsea against Fulham, Everton against Villa. So for me, my choice is Mason Mount or Martinez. Martinez. So that's not ideal for you. Well, you can go Diaz, but what do you do if Diaz isn't in the lineup? Because well, yeah, that's, this is the problem. I mean, if Diaz isn't, if Diaz is obviously going to be if he's in the lineup, if he's not, I don't have anyone for Brighton Leeds because Rafinha's out. Mm. Chelsea, Fulham, I'm not prepared to risk Aspilicueta in the game as much as I think that's a 10-pointer nailed. Yeah. Um, nails, God, I shouldn't have said that. Should I? <laughs> um, and then the final game is Everton-Villa, which just feels, uh, I don't want to captain anyone in that game, but I've got Calvert-Lewin and I've got Martinez. So I, I suppose I would go Calvert-Lewin because he's at home, but the problem is Everton are dreadful at home. Mm. Um, they've been absolutely shocking there. And to be honest, Martinez might be the better pick because he might get yeah. saves bonus. I don't know. If it, I'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. It'll end up on one of Calvert-Lewin or Martinez. And I, in those situations, I generally favour the striker because yeah. you know, the goalkeeper just concedes one and yeah. suddenly it's two-pointer, isn't it? Whereas Calvert-Lewin could get shots on target, yeah, mate. could do. I mean, for me, I'm just going to roll the dice with Mason Mount. If you don't play, you know, whatever. But I'll take, yeah. I'll take a 20-minute Mason Mounter that day. Um, if you have Lewis Dunk still, I think he is the best captain for that day. Because I think with Rafina out, there's strong possibility of a clean sheet. Even if they don't keep a clean sheet, Lewis Dunk pretty much on five points. So you're looking at a 10-point captain. So if he does keep a clean sheet, um, yeah, could be a nice return. Could be a really good differential captain that day. Um, moving on to the Sunday. Newcastle against Arsenal. Manchester United against Liverpool. Tottenham against Sheffield United. With Manchester against Liverpool, hard to call. Fernandez Salah out of the equation, I think, for the captaincy. Hey, presto. Kane has Sheffield United at home. So that's an easy choice, I would imagine. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be brave enough to swing no. away from that one, are they? No. Um, I, don't, I, I think it's even what it's one of those ones where even if you're third or fourth in your league and you know everyone above you is going to go Kane, I'm not sure I'd take this day as the one to chance it, to be honest with you. No. Um, and then on Monday, the 3rd of, of May, we have West Brom against Wolves and Burnley against West Ham. If you have Chris Wood, captain him. That's a good one. Also, those with Jesse Lingard, Bowen... Um, so I'm, I, I guess Bowen is your captain that day, um, but there are rumours. I don't know. I saw. I don't know whether there's smoke without fire, and I don't worry people. But there was something in the Sun about Jesse Lingard's kind of race to be fit. But it was an article about nothing really. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah. why? Why print it? I mean, it's like me saying Joe is race to be fit for this video, <laughs> just because. Don't know. <laughs> I think they're based that on the fact that he's been limping a little bit in the games and then he had cramps and I, I don't know what they're based on. But um, the ex-West Ham employee, at we- ex-West Ham employee, um, yeah. has basically come out and said he's been training all the time and he's yeah. just being managed. So I'd be surprised if he misses out, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I think crucial for Jesse Lingard is, is Cresswell. 
Um, I did some, we did some analysis on the captaincy video um, earlier this week with David for more for FPL, but but same applies. If Cresswell is in the team, that helps the whole team, that sets up the play, and Jesse Lingard benefits eventually down the line um, as the ball moves up the pitch. Without Cresswell, they find that more difficult process. So Jesse Lingard is less of an option. And hey, Presto, what have we seen the last few weeks with Cresswell out? Jesse Lingard's points have dried up the last couple of matches. Um, also, he did get penalty. He got a penalty, but you know, open play wasn't wasn't great shakes. Um, so I think with this game, I've got no choice. I'm going to captain Jesse Lingard. But if Cresswell is out, and you have Chris Wood, and you're thinking Chris Wood or Jesse Lingard, I would say I would favour Chris Wood myself for that for that fixture. Um, but yeah, up, up to up to people there um okay so we've got some questions here so i'm just going to read these out neat straight from twitter so hopefully there's no swearing um i was ian parin planet sky may must be loads oh, of he's a massive swearer he's a massive swearer yeah he's potty mouthed ian <laughs> um so with transfers now at a bare minimum rcn and no sign yet of any imminent fixture announcements is doing nothing until may the 10th a reasonable option could keeping your powder dry put you in a position to make greater strides in the last three weeks? So for me, yes. I mean, I've got three left. And sometimes you can make two moves and you can daisy chain players along. And if you've only got one left by then and they announce the fixtures, I'm, I'm stuffed, basically. I will only look essentially a red arrow. Right. Experience has taught me that you want to have one for the final day because yeah. quite often the final day lineups. RMS. I mean, ideally you'd want more, obviously, yeah. but if you can aim to have it one for the final day, just even if you if you want to make a difference, let's. I mean, you're second overall in the world, for example, mm. the guy above you's eleven points. You know, you've got a pretty good idea he's mm. going to captain. You're obviously going to try and swing with a different captain on the final day, right? And then you might need to bring someone in. I mean, some of the teams might play some kids. There's all sorts of stuff you don't know. So definitely want one for the final day for me. And then on that on that sort of note i think if you're in the area of sort of two three four transfers like most people seem to be i think mm. um, there's not too much room for tactical tactical swaps now the tactical swaps will come later and there is going to be still some rotation and injuries that are going to catch us out like we've seen it already and the amount of injuries i've got in the last few weeks and I, i'm assuming a lot of people are like that as well um i wouldn't be looking to make any moves particularly if you're sat there with seven eight and you can see a move right now that's going to net you, mm. you know, two extra games or the Chris Wood move with a captain or, you know, uh, Zaha's an option, for example, because we think that um, Southampton Palace are going to have an individual day. They've got some quite good fixtures. Um, it's all making sense to, to potentially go Zaha. But, you know, that could be a tactical swap that could also backfire because Zaha's not a particularly good, reliable... I've done that before. I got Zaha in for yeah. two single match days in a row. So it, it oh. could backfire on you. Um, and he's a midfielder and I'm more... Inc- I think he's a midfielder. I'm pretty mm. sure he is. Um, I'm more inclined to do that, take, take the punts in midfield because most of the midfielders aren't particularly good. Um, so maybe that's about the only tactical one I consider him. Maybe Chris Wood. Apart from that, I think you want to keep your your powder dry, like he says, and and yeah. wait for the wait for the fixture changes. I I think so. That's what I'm going to do. I think at the moment, my team and and I expect many others. Um, Chris Wood is the only one I would consider bringing in because he does have a single match day coming up in the following week. Plus, he is a good captaincy option coming up. So you're getting those two captains. And don't think you've missed, missed points. You know, we move on. Um, so for reasons unknown are somehow Sanchez for Brighton is still in my Sky team. Um, he's got no budget constraint, but which goalkeeper is best to upgrade for the remainder of the season? Well, my personal 
advice is looking at the fixtures for game week 34 definitely don't remove him at the moment Brighton against Leeds I think Sanchez is, is a, a reasonable a reasonable captaincy shout if you don't have any City coverage um, especially well he obviously hasn't got Martinez so um, mm. but afterwards who would you say would be a good if you if you've if you've got the transfers to do yeah to be honest I'm with you I, I mean I'd leave him in I know they've got Leeds away to Wolves Wolves are looking shocking at the moment they haven't really got a forward still Brighton are very tight defensively I wouldn't be concerned then they're home to West Ham yeah, yeah tough again but they haven't got their striker um, you know Brighton could make that very very tough game that could be low scoring I mean Brighton generally tried to make most games low scoring fair enough then you've got City and Arsenal but when we know the keepers I mean Arsenal's not particularly good home to City that could be a heavily rotated City side you just don't know and in any case um, I think save points are, are, are on offer there so I, I'd be tempted just to completely leave it but if you ask me who's the best keeper from now to the end of the season like no money I think I think it's probably just Edison because mm. Man City are the best team they've yeah. got four Four really good fixtures, I think. One of them might be home to Chelsea, which I think will probably be low scoring. I'm not sure how much effort Chelsea will put into winning that game. Um, uh, and obviously they keep the game tight anyway. So just for the fact that he's nailed and most other people may miss their Man City option, you know, you, you don't need to worry about him being in the lineup. Yeah. If you're suddenly stuck on a day and your captain's not playing from the early kickoff and you look at the fixtures and Man City are at eight o'clock and you're like, oh, I don't know whether I can give it to Diaz or whatever. Well, you can give it to Edison and be safe that he's probably going to play. So, um, yeah, I think Edison probably will. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, Tom Hartnell asks, we've sort of half answered this already, but he said, is there Burnley-Fulham games, a single match day in 35, um, worth covering now? Um, he's seeing um, a big Nick Pope move in his head. He's who loves a single day as uh, an option for that one. So I've already said Chris Wood is a, is a, is a good option. My mindset about Burnley is you've got to alter it. We all think of Burnley as the defensive side who can't attack. Now they are the attacking side who can't defend. <laughs> um, if you own Nick Pope already, well, okay. If, but I, I would say if you're thinking of getting a Burnley player in for that and you have the transfers, there's I think it's definitely Chris Wood. He's the man on form and he's a good captaincy option against West Ham this Monday. And I don't think Nick Pope isn't. So that'd be my answer. I, yeah. I know Fulham struggled to score and you could easily get a nine yeah. point of that. But can. I don't know. I just feel like they've got good fixtures and you can leave them in fair enough. But you're literally, play, you know, you're putting a lot of on that Fulham Burnley game yeah. because it's only really that one extra game over your cap over your goalkeeper because yeah. then your goalkeeper will have another three games after that I'm yeah. assuming yeah. so you're basically doing a transfer on a goalkeeper for one day where he concedes and that's that and I don't like transfers essentially for one week no. which that is close you could argue is for that now the guy who's assisting Chris Wood and did at the weekend Dwight McNeil um, if you want to be different and he's nailed and you were still talking about midfield. Midfield's where to do it. Um, Dwight McNeil, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be averse to that. I think he's a good captaincy shout for Burnley, um, and they've got good fixtures coming up. So, an option. Well, Anderson's the other one we haven't spoken yeah. about. Actually, the Fulham defender is yeah. obviously very good. Gets passing bonus mm-hmm. occasionally. They're going to be fighting for their lives. Um, they play away to Chelsea. Then they play home to Burnley. Um, then they play away to Southampton. Um, and who's their other game I'm missing away to Man United's obviously tough on the I think that's 37 and then they're home to Newcastle 38 so apart from the Man United game arguably the Chelsea one I think they're all going to be quite low scoring and he, and he could do okay so he, maybe him but again you're bringing in a Fulham defender <laughs> with one of your few remaining transfers Nothing. when you know getting 
getting a uh, I don't know final day. Let's say Aguero is playing at home to Everton, and you, and you want, it's his final send off. Do you want to bring Aguero in and think you might score two or three goals on that one day, and suddenly you've you know he's your captain and he's got you 30, 60 points in one? I think that's arguably a better option. Um, and final question: FPI off spinner. Um, he's saying he's, uh, only five transfers left. There's two more than me, mate. Um, and presently, yeah, he's doing well. Um, and presently holding Jota. Um, do you think he should bring? Uh, should sell? Uh, he says, do you think I should bring in Salah for Liverpool's excellent end of season fixtures? He's not clear there whether that's instead of Jota or as well as Jota. Um, I I I have a problem with Jota at the moment um, because he's not getting. He's not lasting the 90. He's not guaranteed to start. And Salah is the better captaincy option. But nevertheless, Jota is a differential. I, I personally went for Alexander-Arnold as the differential of Liverpool. Um, and and I, I stick with that still. But mm. I, don't, I think if you've got Jota, even with five transfers, I'd, I'd probably keep him. Mm. Maybe. What would you do? Um. I'm exactly the same. It's hard to answer because I basically wouldn't have Jotter in my team in the first no. place, but it's done now, and I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. mean that, I don't mean that harshly because yeah. he was a good differential and he was looking fantastic at yeah. one point. Fair enough. Um, I yeah, if it's a Jotter to Salah, I as much as I think Salah will outscore Jotter, mm. I, I think there's potentially more gains elsewhere because Salah's even fasting at the moment, right? So there might mm. be the odd game where they give him to, to recuperate. Yeah, maybe. I mean that's a stretch, um, and he could easily do. Quite, quite similarly, um, I think there's going to be the way the fixtures are going to hopefully fall is there might be two and three for ones coming up when all these, you know, game weeks switch yeah. around for the home fans, and you're more likely to get gains off of a sort of a player who gets two or three extra games, and maybe one of them's a captaincy as well than you yeah. are just doing a straight jot to Salah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think have both, but but I, I yeah, I would I would just keep because Jota could can get a goal even if he's a sub he comes on the last 20 minutes oh, he's, been, he's been excellent until the last couple of weeks hasn't yeah. he yeah in fact arguably he's better when he's a sub and coming on so um, yeah that's what I would do there but yeah FBI off spinners in a good position there um, so yeah they've got more transfers than you and I um, but we we, uh, we move on it's a terrible cliche which often follows a really poor <laughs> we, we move Um so, um, yeah, we're going to um, uh, hopefully get better. Hopefully we're going to get some fixtures out soon. So the next video and podcast, we'll have much more information and we'll be able to tell you uh, a bit more information about what to do with your transfers and um, you know where to take those risks to climb up the rankings. But in the meantime, Luke, thanks so much for joining me and um, good luck with your game week. Thank you very much, Joe. I shall see you on the next one.